1: Well, this is our second episode in our series called Cultivate. We're always saying that it's so much better to elevate what you're looking for in your kids, the virtues, rather than squashing what you don't want, those vices. So with that in mind, we thought we'd take some time to talk about how you can cultivate character in your kids through the years. So this week, we're going to be talking about gratitude because we're
0: coming up on Thanksgiving. And we want to be thankful for all the things in our lives, and some of us may be hardwired to be more grateful than others, which is fine.
1: Some, oh, I think so. I think yeah. for sure. Uh
0: huh. Some people are more naturally optimistic. Or I'm not looking on the bright side. Of wired that way. I'm generally not either. I'm not sure what that says about us, but <laughs> anyway. But that doesn't give the rest of us a pass. Nope. We still doesn't. need to be grateful.
1: So in our culture, uh, we maybe need a word about the opposite of gratitude because we hear a lot about entitlement. And we've all likely encountered kids, or maybe we have kids, who act entitled. And more and more, we do seem to live in a world where discomfort is actually considered intolerable. Mm Mm-hmm. Life hangs in the balance if that Amazon order doesn't end up on our doorstep in 24 hours. Why you got to say that, Bonnie? (laughs) I'm
0: just trying to step on your toes a little bit. And we've talked about this before. A lot of times we mistakenly fall into that trap of mood fixing with our kids where we rush in to make sure that they feel awesome all the time because we want them so badly to be happy. Well, this is where entitlement tends to seep in. After a while, our kids' needs... Or wants turn into demands and when our kids never have to work hard wait patiently delay gratification or experience struggle they fall victim to entitlement
1: yeah so it might sound like this i want hot dogs for dinner i hate chicken
0: <laughs> the party was
1: okay but everyone else gets to bring lunchables to school i'm bored with this i wish there was something else to play with oh goodness that one always got me <laughs> <laughs> we never get popcorn at the movies it's not fair
0: Yeah, does any of these sound familiar at your house? And what is our typical response as moms generally? You know, a lot of kids don't have what you have. You should feel lucky. We'll we'll just take your toys and put them away, and then you'll see how good you have it. Yeah,
1: that's uh, shaming them. (laughs) See our podcast on shaming. Right. (laughs) Or punishing them instead of teaching them about gratitude. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's a good point, because contentment and appreciation and gratitude are actually learned behaviors.
1: Yeah, so let's jump in. Let's talk about the what- the why and the how of gratitude. So what is gratitude, Bonnie?
0: (laughs) Well, it doesn't mean pretending that everything is fine or being in denial if something's going wrong. The more I read about this, the more I saw that cultivating gratitude is actually a discipline. It's kind of much less about what happens to you and more about what you focus on.
1: Yeah, so, okay. So for someone like me, or maybe you, as you admitted at the beginning, I always just said, I'm just being realistic. Right. Like make, like being grateful sounds like pretending like something is actually true that's not. But th- that's not actually the case. That was wrong. That was wrong think- thinking on my part. So being grateful means choosing to focus your time and attention on what you appreciate. Mm-hmm. It's not sugarcoating or denying that something may actually be hard or difficult. The key is controlling your experience and your well-being.
0: Right, like like in your example, I think both can be true.
1: Yeah, something terrible can
0: be happening to you. And you can be grateful still about the good things that you have going on.
1: Right, right. It's a, like, in, in that way, it's what you're describing as a discipline, like I'm choosing to focus on this, or I'm choosing to tell myself the story about what's happening in this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really powerful. And um, author David Polison puts it this way, gratitude happens when you take to heart a good gift that brings you great pleasure. Mm. We all have those.
0: I hope we all have them. If you don't think you do, take a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. Kind of take stock, and, and I think you'll find that you do.
1: Yeah. The Book of Common Prayer has a general prayer of thanksgiving that I really like when I think about gratitude, and I've modified it um, out of the King James Version-sounding language <laughs> that, it, that it has, but I want to read uh, one of the stanzas. And we ask you, God, to give us a due sense of all your mercies, that our hearts may be sincerely thankful. And that we show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom, with you and the Holy Spirit, be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. So in this prayer, gratitude starts with a sense of who God is and of his mercy, And then it moves to our hearts and then to our lips and then to our lives as we serve others. So that's cool to me. It's a Mm. mindset or an awareness that invades our speech and then our actions.
0: Which is why it's so neat to make it a discipline because it's going to start chipping away at your pessimistic view (laughs) little by little (laughs) and yeah, seep out and overflow into other areas of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: Yeah, you wrote um, when we were preparing for this that gratitude is a gateway emotion. Talk about that. That's cool.
0: Well, yeah, because philosophers over the years have suggested that it's the greatest virtue because it leads to so many others. So for example, if you appreciate someone, that can grow into love. And gratitude for what you have can lead to greater satisfaction, contentment. And loving your work can lead to improved performance.
1: So cool. I love that idea. It just leads to all...
0: Yeah, It doesn't hurt you in any way It leads to all good things
1: So why should we cultivate gratitude? Well, because God says so Scripture
0: tells us to (laughs) Right. right.
1: And anytime we obey what we find in Scripture We've said this again and again We can be sure it's for our good Because God made us And he knows what is good for us And modern science is discovering All the things that Mm -hmm. are good for us In terms of gratitude Which people for centuries Didn't have access to But if they practiced it, they still got these benefits. They still got the results. Mm -hmm.
0: That's right. It still happens. So number one, gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner, even when others are behaving less kindly. This is according to a 2012 study by the University of Kentucky. So participants who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others, even when given negative feedback they experienced more sensitivity and empathy toward other people and a decreased desire to seek revenge. So interesting. That is really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I do need to focus more on this. I mean, oh, wow. Talk
1: about a gateway to, to reducing your desire to retaliate. Wow. I know. In a, in a civil society, what would that look wow, like? Wow. Yeah. And grateful people sleep better. So uh, writing in a gratitude journal improves sleep, according to a 2011 study published in Applied Psychology, Health and Wellbeing. So people who spent just 15 minutes jotting down a few grateful sentiments before bed slept better and longer.
0: Hmm. Okay. okay, all you menopausal people out there. I
1: know. <laughs> okay, listen, I tried this in the early 2000s. And I, I'm telling you, I was such a different person back then. I did not like doing this. I I did it. I don't know. For a few weeks, I'm like, "This is lame." <laughs> so I obviously was not. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I'm it. not in the space to be doing that, but it's it's so true um, that just the discipline of doing that. I, I can say now in my 50s, I'm I'm better at it. But in my 30s, I was so bad at it, and I don't know. Maybe if I knew the benefits on the other side. I might have like dove in with a little more enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know these psychological benefits. I was just doing. There was some popular book that was out. That's right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, One thousand gifts. Yes, that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and those types of books and books camp, I think. Yeah, are so not my thing. I should have known. Like you're approaching it from a a way that's not really intuitive to who you are. Mm
0: -hmm. Well you're a different age now. And I think that really does make a difference. I think I have become much more grateful as I've been aging because I can see what's on the horizon or I see, you know, you're more grateful for your marriage if it's intact because Mm -hmm. so many, um, the more you live, the more they fall apart. Um, we've seen
1: death too. We see a lot more death the the longer you live.
0: Yes. And if you're around increasingly aging population, you're going to say, I'm grateful I can walk. Easily, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I can walk a mile, I can see, Yeah, I can hear all the things that are eventually going to go away. You start to see, I, I really am happy that I have that when, you know, I was 20. Take that for granted.
1: Exactly. I was sitting crisscross applesauce this morning during my quiet time. And then I got up and like, I could barely stand on my right leg. My <laughs> knee hurts so bad. And I thought, well, you know what? All in my thirties and forties, I never was grateful that I could sit crisscross on the floor and then pop up. hmm. And walk away mm-hmm. so now I'm, I'm grateful when the pain goes away after just a few seconds and then walking on it's so funny that's right to have a little bit of like you were saying at the beginning discomfort changes your perspective on exactly. what, how to be grateful
0: i wish i had been more grateful about my metabolism back then because <sighs> yes i
1: want it again i know i know <laughs> so true
0: well gratitude also improves self-esteem there was a 2014 study published in the journal of applied sports psychology and found that gratitude increased athletes' self-esteem, which is an essential component to optimal performance.
1: Okay, so if it works for athletes, surely it works for moms and dads, you would kids. Think. Mm-hmm. You know, you want optimal performance in right. your day-to-day life? If you're grateful for the things around
0: you intentionally, it reduces the comparison
1: mm-hmm. evil
0: that I know attacks all of us.
1: Oh, yeah. And then gratitude increases mental strength. For years, research has shown gratitude not only reduces stress— but it may also play a major role in overcoming trauma. A 2006 study published in Behavior Research and Therapy found that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of PTSD. Hmm. And a 2003 study found that gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following the terrorist attack on September 11th. Wow. Wow, that's a big that's a big Wow. So that's a muscle you want to work on, moms don't be like me and pitch the 1000 gifts book. <laughs> be like, this is lame.
0: Because it can, yeah, just think about all the different um, areas that it's seeping into and exercising different muscles. That's so really true. interesting.
1: Yeah. Really it's not, I mean, it's no surprise to me thinking back on this, that, that at that season of my life, I also did have depression and anxiety. It's all linked. Mm, yeah. Chicken or egg. I mean, I don't That's know, right. but That's right. like, wow. So mm. gratitude can be the tear on the scale of life. I love that. Mm. You're a good writer bonnie worries and hard times can weigh us down but there are things for which we can be grateful no matter the circumstances and i do love how god tells us to acknowledge our anxieties and bring balance with gratitude jesus told his disciples to watch themselves lest their hearts be weighed down gratitude is a buoy in the rough waters of life
0: mm. yeah i think all that's true Sure.
1: So there's lots of scriptures that we were just brainstorming. One of my fra- favorites is um, Psalm one eighteen twenty four. I try to start my day with this verse, and I don't always remember to do it, but I'm working on it. Um, it says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I think my mom had that cross-stitched and hanging in our kitchen. Well, that's a good common one. It's a good yeah. one for kids to remember, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Another good one is short and easy to remember is Psalm 136, 1. Give thanks to the Lord for he's good his steadfast love endures forever.
1: Yeah, the things of the nature of God and, and who he is, those are universal to all of us that, that we can access gratitude mm-hmm. about who God is. It's a great starting point. Um, in Philippians 4, 4 through 7, the Apostle Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. <laughs> How much
0: reasonableness you got to give to me? I don't yeah. think very much <laughs> right now. The- <laughs>
1: <laughs> the verse goes on to say the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want my heart and mind guarded with peace, right? I don't want to be anxious about anything either. Yeah. So let's just give that up and yep. have a lot
0: of thanksgiving in Colossians three, fifteen to 16. He connects the peace of Christ and the wisdom of Scripture with gratitude. So let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God.
1: So the word of Christ can't dwell in you richly if you're not reading it, or even just memorizing a little bit of it. I heard a really awesome encouragement the other day because... The older I get, the harder it is to memorize. And so I'm trying to, I don't do it very much, ladies, so don't think I'm awesome, but I'm trying to sometimes when I have those spare moments in like a line somewhere, grocery line or whatever, instead of popping open social media, I'll try to pop open a note on my phone where I've got a verse I'm trying to memorize. Mm. But the perfectionists in us don't want to move on until we've gotten it exactly right. And I got an email the other day from this prayer community that I'm a part of, and she just threw it out there. She said, how about you just memorize it till you can say it once correctly and trust that the Holy Spirit now has it to use whenever you need it.
0: Hmm. And I was like, oh. You don't mean to nail down it for six months. Yeah.
1: One time through, do it right, and then just trust he can pull it out whenever he needs to use it for you. I was so released interesting yeah Um, that's great just trying to be perfect in that way so gratitude and and this is like that grocery line thing gratitude keeps us in the moment it can like so often i'm in the i'm in a moment thinking of the next moment Mm -hmm. so gratitude gratitude can anchor us to the present moment by focusing our attention on our sensations we can appreciate the simple things in life the sound of a bird that's
0: right we were just out yesterday with a group praying around our city which our church did Mm -hmm. during our uh, class time and that was one of the prayers was it was just such a gorgeous morning and the leaves in the fall were so amazing the weather was perfect you could hear the birds singing you could see the beautiful colors and and we did take time to be grateful for
1: those senses Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really good discipline is to start um, any prayer time with praise and gratitude again it's that discipline of focusing your thoughts so you know this is hard for moms because they are so busy. I remember just being busy, busy, busy. Trying to keep everybody alive and mm-hmm. the household running and and all the things. So it, just stopping. And, like, I remember one time stopping and remembering Houston was sitting in my lap. And I was like, I want to remember the drape of his legs across my thighs and his feet dangling over. Aww. And I still to this day can remember that. I'll get, like, teary thinking about it. Yeah. Because like, I remember, like... Eventually, he couldn't sit in my lap anymore. Yeah, you don't know when the last time yeah. was going to be. That's just so sweet. grab those moments and be grateful for them. And him. hide them away. Yeah, yeah, my daughter just
0: sent me a um, spontaneous text yesterday of a picture of, it was a, it's an antique green bowl that we've had in our family since mm-hmm. my great-grandmother. She collected them. So then my mom collected them. And my sister, wherever we find them, we get them. So my sister gave her, my daughter, a set for her wedding. And she sent me a picture, and it was a picture of this bowl on her counter. And mm. she said, my, "One of my greatest joys in life is making cookies in this bowl because that's what we did.
1: Mm. Was we
0: made cookies in those? That was the only place we made cookies. That was where they got to sneak the chocolate chips. That was where. They, and I was just, I mean, it was just a moment like that of yeah. gratitude. I am so grateful. And I said that to her that you've had these happy memories, mm-hmm. of our childhood, just because of a, a simple bowl. Oh, I love beautiful. that. You could just on an, an object, you know, a memory. A sensation. All of that's really great.
1: Oh, so, so beautiful. Quit Ooh. crying over I there, girl. I was not expecting to cry. <laughs> <Quit it>. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So gratitude is also good for our relationships. It can foster friendships. Okay. This is so true. I mean, they have studies. The University of New South Wales found when people express appreciation, Others perceive that they can form a constructive relationship with them and then they tend to invest and contribute to the connecting.
0: Oh don't, isn't that true? If you're in a group setting and, oh. and okay, you're working with people who are critical, that's not good enough, or that one that's never gonna happen. Well, we never did it that way before. You really want to work with them or do you wanna work with someone you know what? That that contribution was awesome.
1: Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Can you please contribute something else? Yeah. So a little self reflection here. If you're feeling like, oh, nobody connects with me, just mm. do a little check, a little gratitude check. Are you a Debbie Downer? Right.
0: <laughs> or are you, <laughs> what? What? And I'm
1: again, calling. I'll go back to my, one of the core things I teach young, all the young women that I interact with is you are responsible for the tone of your home. Mm. Moms are, you know, we're doing. Powerful. We're, it's we are, powerful. Have, what do we, 80, we do 80% of the work, that book you and yeah, I unpacked. Fair play. Fair play. Mm-hmm. We're doing a lot of the things that keep a household running, which means we have a lot of influence. So if we are constantly pessimistic and down, you are setting that tone for your home.
0: Mm -hmm. And you see that a lot on social media today. It's, it's quote unquote, funny or cute that your children are a burden that they, um, you know, they suck the joy from life and that they're a hassle and, um, whatever. But you're speaking that into the universe Mm -hmm. and whether or not your children are actually hearing those words, I think that tone settles in you somehow. And it comes out in facial expressions and body language and a heavy sigh every now and then. So just be careful with your power.
1: Oh, yeah. In your home. So true. And then a study by Portland State University found that people received more expressions of gratitude at work when they did. They reported better sleep again fewer headaches healthier eating and more satisfaction with their jobs that's that's three of those things are not even at work mm-hmm. like eating and headaches well you might have a headache at work and better sleep that's pouring over and it's overflowing to the banks of your of life, your life. Mm-hmm.
0: wow it tends to spread positive feelings which is great so gratitude can be contagious oh yeah we want more contagion of good things yes. <laughs> in our culture yes we do Uh, And it makes somebody else feel good as well. And that contributes, like I said, to an emotional economy, give and take of feelings, which fosters a positive ethos for the entire group.
1: Yeah. Whether at work or at home, your small group. Right. Girlfriend circle.
0: Right. So remember, we're not talking about toxic positivity where somebody loses someone dear to them and you're like, well, you know, at least you still have the other
1: Everything happens for a reason, (laughs) right? That's never, never, never say that (laughs)
0: Right. you need to be sad with people as well. We're not talking about brushing that all under the carpet. But you can also find good Mm -hmm. and find positivity and find blessings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just sometimes just listening is one of the most powerful things you can do. And everybody can do that. You don't even have to open your mouth.
0: Right. So how do we help our kids cultivate gratitude? Well, Clarissa Mole has an excellent article at the Gospel Coalition's website on how to do this. She tells us to acknowledge our lack, name God's goodness, and act from abundance.
1: I love this. This is an excellent article. She's a great writer, and uh, we'll link to that on the website for so sure.
0: Acknowledging our lack sounds like ingratitude.
1: Yeah, th- this would have been a much better place for me to start <laughs> in my thirties. <30s, laughs> uh-huh. It would be it, that feels much more um, intuitive to me and right in terms of. Instead of just skipping to the, I'm grateful for the, right, you know, the breeze and the sun, mm-hmm. which I am. But she writes that the Psalms offer us a beautiful model of how to genuinely express gratitude in seasons of scarcity, pain, and disappointment. This is so true. Why did I not learn this until mm-hmm. my 40s? That um, there are 42 Psalms of lament, and each one begins in the same place, a place of lack. From moaning about enemies who assault us and mock us to agonizing cries for relief from physical pain or emotional isolation, the Psalms of Lament invite us to acknowledge the aching hollowness of our grief and the emptiness that accompanies our sorrow. Wow. Okay. So
0: this is just like what we were talking about. So with our kids, acknowledge it when something bad happens. Don't brush it off.
1: Yeah. You know, walk it off. It's not so bad. <laughs> some
0: dirt on it. You're good. Give it words if your kid is having trouble expressing it.
1: Yeah. And then you can read a Psalm of Lament and see how it moves from sadness to gratitude. David does this all the time in the Psalms. It's like he's pouring out all those emotions, his fear, his anger, his anxiety to God, and then reminding himself of the truth of who God is. Right. So, yeah, don't be afraid to read through those. God can take it. Mm -hmm.
0: God can take he already knows it and he can take all of your emotions even if they're directed at him
1: so let your children know that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so for example you can use Psalm 7 it begins with Lord my God I take refuge in you save and deliver me from all who pursue me or they will tear me apart like a lion and rip me to pieces with no one to rescue me and then it ends with this I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness I will sing praises of the name of the Lord Most High Now, what little boy cannot empathize or understand the idea of being ripped to pieces by a lion? That would actually really resonate Mm -hmm. with a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. And middle school
0: pretty much feels like that all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, read through that and then see where you end up,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: depending on where your focus is. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then a really practical example is to acknowledge highs and lows at the dinner table and... Add in maybe how God is working in my life today. So what were your top three highs for today? Oh, really? That's awesome. Maybe start with those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What were your top three lows? And then how did God speak to you today? Or how did God work through that today?
1: Yeah. And your kids are all different dispositions. God's made them all differently. Some are going to want to start with those lows. And if they tend to be negative, you're all going to want to work on that discipline of thinking of the highs Mm -hmm. before the lows. And if they're generally, what are they characterized by? Are they generally characterized by being grateful and positive? Okay. Start with a low if you Mm -hmm. don't want to start with a low. Mm -hmm. But like know your kids. Know your kids and what they need. So the second thing she says is to name God's goodness. She writes, In want and in plenty, God is good. In sorrow and in joy, he is present. In all things, he offers us the abundance of his power and lavishes us with provision. I love this psalm. Truly those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. Hmm. Like really do it, <laughs> I heard a psychologist, a Christian psychologist say once if we just believed what was in scripture, he wouldn't even have a job. Oh. You know. Well, that's pretty honest. <laughs> Truly those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. So lament gives us an opportunity to complain before God, but it also always expands our vision to include the beauty of his faithfulness.
0: So with our children, say that out loud. Say please and thank you for your kids. You know, we do that all the time, even when they're not talking yet. Mm-hmm. We're demonstrating and modeling good manners. We'll make it a part of your family language to say thank you, mm-hmm. God, for this beautiful day. Thank you, God, for this warm and comfortable bed. Thank you, God, for our cute little puppy. Be
1: Chick-fil-A yes my pleasure bonnie it's my pleasure <laughs> beach play, <laughs> love that um you can narrate the day thank you god for the blue skies thank you for the rain that's nourishing the trees thank you for a car that takes us across town uh-huh thank you for our home
0: yeah get into the practice of it and you can teach like counting that way give me 10 things mm. you know give me three things that you are thankful for I love today.
1: that
0: name the attributes of god the story of the gospel and other big-picture
1: truths, like God is always with you,
0: that are always good, no matter our circumstances.
1: Yeah. It's, listen, that's such a good one. Being a parent is so good for your, yourself. Your own perspective. Yes, your own personal self. And then this one really gets me. So when when my kids, the very few times they said, that's not fair, mm-hmm. we really tried to address that um, immediately. Well, what was your answer if your kid said, that's not fair? Right. Well... <laughs> The fair is where they have the, uh,
0: you know, the biggest pumpkin award or whatever it is. But it's also, it's also not fair that you have a home and some people don't. It's also not fair that you got dinner tonight and some kids don't. So it works both ways.
1: Yeah, I would immediately go. You're right. Life is not fair. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, say there's equitable and there's fair. And that life isn't fair. And we've been given many things we didn't deserve. Just uh, like you were saying. Yeah, that's right. So make time for chores. Let your kids contribute rather than just demand, which goes back to that
0: entitlement point. Research like that of Marty Rossman shows that making kids do chores is worth the effort. I know it's easier to do it yourself, but it is. In fact, Rossman says the best predictor of young adults' success in their mid-20s was that they participated in household tasks when they were just three or four.
1: That is crazy to me. The best
0: predictor of their success. Because they're learning their contributors, not just takers.
1: Yeah. So let that three-year-old put the silverware away. Help yep. Let them sort the socks. Mm-hmm. It let takes twice as long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> put their shoes away. Yeah. All the things. And support your kids through difficulty rather than rescuing them from it.
1: Okay. Because what does this look like, Bonnie? There
0: are lessons you can learn from failure. So if they um, didn't get invited to a friend's party... Don't call the mother and complain about that. and take uh, That's going to be the worst scenario. Um, or don't secretly text the friend on her behalf and intervene in that relationship. Parents do that.
1: Mm. I know that
0: sounds crazy, but they do that. So let them work it out. Let them resolve the conflict. Let wow. them go to school the next day and bring it up or don't bring it up.
1: Or even just um, that lunch they forgot or the homework they didn't bring with them. Let them just zero.
0: Yeah, let, let them be
1: hungry and share lunch with another kid one
0: day. One day, it's not going to hurt them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> one homework grade <laughs> is not going to kill their GPA no. going into college. No. It's totally
1: fine. It's uh, when you when you start to rescue them on a regular basis. We've talked about this in other podcasts. They start to believe they can't fix things themselves. They're not capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to send that message to your child. Right.
0: Our goal is to get them out mm-hmm. and independent, and standing on their own two feet. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then our third principle is to act from abundance. Thankfulness is more than appreciation for gifts received. True gratitude is always
1: expressed in action. Abundance defies circumstances. I love that. So with our kids, we start the day with a sentence of gratitude. Um, This this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Um, Or uh, this day is yours and I am yours. Mm. There you go. Right. Show me, show
0: me something. What can I yes. see today
1: that's going to make me grateful? Whatever comes my way, I'm assuming is coming from you, that's or right. because you're allowing it, or you're sending it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then we can pay attention, find things throughout our days for which we can be grateful, thankful. Uh, okay, listen, this was a good one—a closer parking spot than usual. Woohoo! <laughs> right. So I did start that discipline, and that is really fun. And now when I find a far parking spot, I'm like, thank you, God, for letting me walk and get my steps in for the day. Oh, a way to flip the script I try to, yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I need to move that body. I don't have little people I'm chasing after anymore. That's right.
0: And then write it down. Research at Kent State University found that when you write down elements you're grateful for, that simple act can foster happiness and well-being.
1: So is this writing it down. Can you type it? I, I think bet- you can type it. I think little
0: kid can draw a picture, mm-hmm. stick it on the fridge. Remember that day we drew that? Remember being so thankful for that? Yeah. Yeah. And kids are thankful. They, you can just get, I mean, if you start the whole thank you God for at bedtime, you can be there for two hours. That's true. <laughs> it's a major delay tactic, <laughs> but they, they can come up with a lot more things and it makes you, I mean, out of the mouths of babes, right? Yeah. I can remember times when my kids were thankful for all kinds of things. You know, it never occurred to me to be. Yeah
1: thankful
0: for the dirty bathwater, but that meant that we got to play outside that day the mm-hmm. ring in the tub is a good thing to be thankful for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and then there's so many other ways you can just incorporate this into your family rhythm we were real big on thank you cards that was writing and and um english practice for yep. us so mm-hmm. at birthday times we always required them to write a thank you card to every person who sent them a gift yep and it had to be personalized so we had a um little formula they had to follow. So thank you for, and then to the gift, then the thing you liked about it and why you appreciate them. So it was three sentences when there they you were go. little. Mm-hmm. And you know, that took time when handwriting is difficult. kind of slow and difficult. You know, we would have to spread that out, which just took discipline on my part to be mm-hmm. sure we got it, got it done. It would be way easier for me to just do it again. Sure. But, um, but they got really good at that. And that's, that's such a beautiful, they are very good at that. I've had some thank you notes from your
0: kiddos. So also teach them to compliment others when they meet a new friend. Mm. Find something you like about the friend.
1: I can tell when kids are trained to do this. Uh, I've been around like preteen, teens Mm -hmm. who have been trained through their childhood to do this. They walk up to me and they are like, oh, I like that jacket you're wearing. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, (laughs) I am 30 years older than you. There is no way you actually would intuitively hey, just my, you, think about you my have jacket. Some cool stuff. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I just appreciate that so much and I thought I want to do that. Everyone as you said earlier in the podcast, it's it's a social thing. It draws you to people. Mm-hmm. It's a connection point when you learn to compliment other people. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: There's no reason to not do that. It always makes somebody feel better. Mm-hmm. Uh, start your bedtime prayers with praise and gratitude.
1: I love the family gratitude jar. And then once it's filled, celebrate.
0: Oh, yeah. That helps because if there's a motivation to get to the end, you're going to be thinking more
1: and more. Yeah. You stick a mason jar in, in the middle of your kitchen, have a little pieces of scrap paper there and have them fill it out. That's fun. Just ask them. Mm-hmm. What are you grateful for today? I told you in another podcast, one of my favorite gifts from a student at Tutorial uh, was a little mason jar filled with 19 things she loved about me. Why 19? Okay, so I, I don't know. I guess she ran out. <laughs> <laughs> I reached the limit. That's it. The yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And I was like, that's so clever. Mom probably spent a dollar mm. on the jar, and it's such a memorable gift. Yeah. You better believe I saved that jar and stuck it on a bookshelf. Mm. I'm not throwing that away.
0: Yeah, that's really good, a
1: great idea for it's teacher gifts great coming Great teacher gift. Yeah.
0: Take a gratitude walk, which two benefits you're out, well, three, you're outside, you are exercising.
1: And you're being grateful for Mm -hmm. what's around. So you're getting that body, soul, and spirit effect Mm -hmm. there. All of it. Uh, Donate to a nonprofit. um, For sure. There's all kinds of ways that you can do that um, with your kids. So even just a clean out can be to to give away toys or to clean out your clothes and share them with someone else. Uh, We love the hand-me-downs y'all gave us.
0: Yeah, well, we got some from our sister, my sister too. So. Yeah, Houston loved
1: like it was his friend's clothes. <laughs> it was like a big deal. That's right. he'd reach for those shirts first every time. Aww, that's sweet. Yeah.
0: So it's no surprise this time of year families are volunteering at soup kitchens, shelters are overflowing with gifts. But regardless of our circumstances, gratitude always births gracious action. We always have that, uh, even in sorrow, that choice to step forward and trust towards God. So for some of us. That might mean showing up at the Thanksgiving celebration when we'd rather stay home and mourn. And for others, it might mean extending hospitality or generosity towards others, living out of trustful abundance instead of scarcity.
1: Yeah, the psalmist writes, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm guessing that that means now. Not, I don't have to wait till I'm dead with God. Oh gosh! I to hope trust not. the goodness of the Lord, you know, it's that's really true because this world can feel really dark mm-hmm. and really hard. Um, so I want that to be my prayer as well, and I hope it's your prayer that it's honest in in our lack, it's hopeful in its outlook, and we're wholly committed to the God who ordains all things for our good.
0: Hmm. I love that. And you can't see this, listeners, but Renee today is wearing a sweatshirt that
1: says "Give Light."
0: <laughs> so.
1: That's right. Share it with others.
0: <laughs> you don't have to wait yeah, until you're dead. See the goodness of the Lord today. So mm-hmm. if you have an ungrateful child, you've been, you've been practicing all this stuff that we
1: have recommended on the podcast so far, and you have an ungrateful child, what might that look like? Right. Well, sometimes they become overly disappointed when things don't work out. Overly, not you know, we're all disappointed when things don't work out. But it, that sulking, pouty. the shoulders drop, pouty, mm-hmm. pouty right. demeanor.
0: Okay, maybe they expect bribes or rewards for good behavior.
1: Mm, and where would they have gotten that idea? <laughs> it, well, it worked once upon uh-huh. a time when you tried it. Uh huh. Um, they pass the blame when things go wrong. That was the that was a big one for me. Mm. There's no blame shifting here. We're all taking responsibility. Okay.
0: They don't handle disappointment very well. They can't lose at a game, a family board game or a sports game, or they didn't get invited
1: to something and it just spirals. Yeah, listen, ladies and dads, if you're listening, this does not mean every single time you beat your child, like in Candyland or horse, <laughs> the, at, you know, basketball. <laughs> I just, some days I was not up for the disappointment of beating Emma at Candyland mm-hmm. after nap time. <laughs> And so I would let her win. But then some days I was like, you know what? She's going to have to learn to deal with this disappointment and I'm going to win. So just try to be balanced there. (laughs) Don't thrash your kids till they're like 15 years old. Yeah. So if they rarely take initiative to help or they constantly whine, demand and bargain for things. Ooh, bargaining. You you got me triggered here, Bonnie. (laughs) Those are are like some no-go's in our house. Right.
0: Maybe they care more about their own needs than anybody else or anything else, or they expect to be rescued from mistakes like we talked about.
1: Yeah, they might feel the rules don't apply to them, or they always want more, more, more. Is every page of the Amazon catalog flagged <laughs> with toys?
0: Yeah, their wish list is a mile long. Ugh. So if your child is showing behaviors like these, and and let's just say every kid will oh, at yeah. some point, so oh, yeah. don't despair, it it's not a sign of how the rest of their life is gonna turn out. It just means that it's time for them to learn a new set of skills and start some gratitude discipline.
1: That's right. So in keeping with our topic today, we wanna to say how grateful we are for you, our listeners. We're encouraged by your questions and your intentionality in doing the important, difficult, joyful, powerful work of raising children. Yep. We love you even though we haven't met you. I think the Apostle Paul wrote that to one of, in one of his letters to the churches. Yeah,
0: I feel like we're BFFs to all of our listeners out there because mm-hmm. you're so great and give us such encouragement. So thank you for that. Yeah. Love that. Practice some gratitude this week and throughout the rest of the month of November as we reach Thanksgiving.
1: So you can check out some of these... Um, things we've talked about today on our website at justaskyourmom.com. And you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram and take five seconds to rate and review the podcast. That uh, helps it kind of pop to the top of the ratings and helps people find us. And please share it with your friends and family. Mm -hmm. And if you have topic suggestions, send them to us at justaskyourmompodcast at
0: gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Your Your Mom. Mom.